Hello, my dear listener, and welcome to Is This It? I'm your host, Donna Grunberger, and I'm here to have meaningful conversations with talented and purpose-driven people to discover what mindset allowed them to overcome their greatest challenges and achieve success and share it with you so you can do the same. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider joining my exclusive Patreon community to support the show and unlock bonus content. Talent is one thing. Work, hard work is another thing. Like work is another thing and hard work mm. is even like uh, is even stronger for build a career. So mm. I think I am this kind of hard work guy. I work like all the time, all the time. I never rest. I never dreamed of playing in these festivals. I was just a fan and like a guy that used to go to these festivals as a, a regular customer client. And, and to be at the stages is, is really nice. On today's episode, Brazil's electronic music pioneer and a DJ superstar, Tiago Mansur. Tiago? Yes. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me here. Tell me. How did you get into music in the first place? Yes, it's like a long time ago when I was a kid. My family used to go to the Baptist church and I used to go with them and I learned to play the instruments there. So I used to play for the band of the church, like the gospel band. It's like uh, the Sunday's uh, kids uh, school, mm -hmm. like a yeah. church school, I don't know the name. Yeah, Sunday school. Yeah, Sunday school for kids. And uh, sometimes the guy that used to play in the Sunday service. Yes, yeah. yes. And the main band, like uh, the, the big one, the official one. And sometimes he had any kind of problem, he, he couldn't go. And I started like replacing him, playing for like, with like 10 year old, playing for the, the, the whole church. Oh, wow. Yes. And no pressure, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I was so young that I didn't care about like mm -hmm. making mistakes and everything. And of course, I, I think I, I, I did some mistakes because imagine a kid like playing for a lot of adults. But I, actually, I was like uh, quite like good or quite effort kid. Is that right to, to yeah, say that? Yeah, you were, you, were, you were good kind yeah. of at you were, what kind you were doing. Or I had a lot of like uh, effort. I made a lot of effort mm. like to learn and to make the thing happen. And uh, I w started uh, playing the drums for the gospel band that's yes ooh. i was gonna ask you so which which instruments uh, were you playing yeah i play like the drums like the instrument if i get the instrument i can play the drums like really good the other instruments like i can't play but i can't make it like uh, i can't i can't get the sound out of it using like computer programs like mm. musical production computer pro programs so basically we we can like play not like uh, the instrument, like for real. The physical instrument, yeah. yeah. But we can use You can VSTs. reproduce all the yes. sounds to actually yes. use yes. those sounds. Mm. I'm not telling I'm good at <laughs> all these instruments, but I can like, I can get the sound. Or I hired some, some other musicians, like some uh, experts in that kind of instrument that I want like a guitar for mm -hmm. a, a music that I'm making. So I prefer to get like a, a guy that's like a specialist to, to record it for me, like the real instrument, the organic one. And But if I want to change something or when I start the idea before I get the, the real like audio file of the instrument, I can like do something similar to what I I want to go. Amazing. So what happened then? So you had this first experience as a kid in the Sunday school. Where did the road take you next? How did you end up actually DJing? Yeah. further down the line that was my first like uh music uh when i my first contact with music was that time then like my life uh goes on and everything and i started modeling i moved from sao paulo because i'm brazilian i moved from sao paulo to to new york to work as a model and while i was working as a model i had a big friend who was a dj 
and he uh, played everywhere. He was like a, a really well-known DJ in New York for the scene, and he was like a, a French guy living in New York, so he used to play a lot in Europe and the United States. And then I was working for big brands as a model, and I started like uh, doing what uh, I wasn't supposed to do, which were like uh, talking about the soundtrack soundtrack of the website of the collection and of the fashion shows uh, i was supposed to be there as a model and yeah. i started like uh, hey you are like making this soundtrack and the inspiration is like the 80s why we don't have like uh, um, beatles like yellow submarine or something similar in this soundtrack and some like some of the stylists some of the guys of the brand said used to say like uh, hey it's not your area so relax cool down mind, and, mind your own business yeah, mind your business <laughs> and uh some other guys uh, said oh you have a point let me check and then they they contact the the guy like the the producer responsible for the soundtrack and they they, they get back to me hey Thiago uh the guy said that's it like his like idea and he's like uh he's looking for like the, the whole like a history of like the 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 collection the inspirations and everything is is this and i said oh no and i didn't realize like that's a, an artistic job like to, for you like an artistic work for you to to look at a, an inspiration like look at the release and uh, what the the designer inspired himself to draw that collection and you put your like your everything you have like uh, to develop a soundtrack for that and uh, as i wasn't a professional musician i started hey give me the soundtrack like give me the file let me try to put like to cut edit and put uh, mm. the the music on it like nowadays i i know <laughs> i was being like so is that for a... the catwalk show or is that for the after parties for first okay. for the catwalk mm -hmm. shows and for like uh, the soundtrack a lot of times they use the soundtrack of the catwalk uh, on the website later mm -hmm. and, uh, and on the stores because they 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 created the whole like a uh, circuit of that uh, history that they mm -hmm. built for the the collections so the inspirations and all this stuff so nowadays i say i, I understand that's not cool to get another another guy like work and uh, and like try to edit it mm. you know like uh, now now i know because i was super young and i wasn't a professional musician nowadays i i know and i would never do that like if someone said oh i don't like this soundtrack i i want like uh, to hire you to make a soundtrack i, I would do like uh, from from zero by myself i would not never like get another track and like edit it i don't think it's professional but at the time I, mm. I didn't know that so i started like editing some some soundtracks and some some of the time they said oh it's super cool i remember i put like once at a big brand fashion fashion show i'm not gonna tell the the name of the brand because uh, it wasn't like so cool what i did but i got the the soundtrack and i put like strokes uh, one of the the tracks of day strokes that was like pumping it was like super big at the time and the designer said oh this like changed the whole like uh, atmosphere of the fashion show yes because everything. music is such an integral part to any yeah. any experience Experience, yeah. any sensorial experience so obviously also a fashion show music plays a massive role yes. so they loved it yeah they love it and uh, like it changes the mood of the model like how he walks on the catwalk mm -hmm. and everything so they love it and they said oh i'm gonna use your version like edit by you and i said oh okay and then i started getting more confident because yeah as a big brand famous american brand like let me do that so 
I'm gonna try more, you know. So and and a lot of time, like this brand in, in particular, I was hired to do the fitting of the show, which is I like I am the model size M, so I stay at the headquarters like for like months. So they draw the collection in your body. Like first they draw the idea and then they get like the sizes in your body because oh this is like a medium size. So in my body is the medium so they they can like later get the the small and the big and everything and i used to 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 do that like to get to be the fitting model and like the 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 model for the campaign and for the catwalk i used to do sometimes for some labels this whole work mm -hmm. and this particular brand i was there like for months so i became friends with the designer with the stylist with the whole crew and that's why i got confident to like <laughs> talking about the the soundtrack. so you kept doing kept doing these things for this brand and also going further no, for other some ones. other brands that i had like more connection with the with the, with the people of the brand because there there were some brands that i was hired like i went to a casting they they look at me look at my my personal book and they said okay we like you you're gonna you're gonna be part of the the the, the fashion show mm -hmm. so they hired me i went there i i like tried the clothing and i went just the day of the fashion show and i made the fashion show and that's it but these brands in particular that i had more connection with people and everything i tried like to oh let me see let me listen to the soundtrack i love it can you can you can you give me the the file let me hear oh can i add it and everything and i it, it started like uh, some of the brands like let me do that and then they started uh, asking me inviting me to play at the after party of the shows so that's where I became like a DJ because I started going to play at the after party. So the fashion show was a huge success, like in New York Fashion Week, like a Milan Fashion Week and everything. So do you think you want to play at the fashion show at the after party? I, uh, after part of the fashion show, I said yes. And I didn't know how to play because uh -oh. I wasn't a DJ and knew like some uh, music theory because I, I knew how to play instruments. I saw some YouTube tutorials and everything. And uh, this friend, DJ friend, it was, it was like big friend of mine. I said, hey, I'm going to play. <laughs> you need to teach me. And he said, wow, how much oh, time did you have to do that? Yes, like maybe two, three days. So what what happens the, the first time was I was the star of the fashion show. So when I played, it wasn't that bad. They said they, they knew I wasn't a professional mm -hmm. DJ. I was like the, the guy playing there because I was at the fashion show. But actually, I had a lot of good uh, music taste. So I had like some uh, as I, I used to go out to clubs a lot. I love music. I always love it. I had like this feeling of what uh, music uh, like uh, I should put, like I should play uh, after another and everything. So, uh, so you had a good sense of your audience. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know how you, you can call it in English, but uh, in Portuguese we say repertorio. It's like everything that you listen to and you say, though, this is good, this is not good. And this can work for this situation. This is like really slow. This is like a lot of energy is gonna mm -hmm. work for a dance floor and everything. So this like whole thing, I think I had like a good sense. Yes. So I started like uh, trying to mix one music to another because uh, what DJs do is like the endless track. 
you know, like uh, you mix one to another, like so in, in a super smoothly way that you don't notice, you notice that the, the music is changing from one to another. So uh, I didn't have this technique like by the time. So I just like turn off a volume and turn on another volume, <laughs> you know, like for one deck to another. But uh, I, I tried to do this like in a like in a super like slow way and everything. It wasn't good. <laughs> I admit, but uh, but you were the star of the show, so yeah, nobody so told you. <laughs> people said, "Oh yeah, like the model that's on the campaign is like he's playing, it's cool." Yeah. And then I said, "Hey, a lot of people like is inviting me because I was a guy playing the like New York Fashion Week after parties and everything." So a lot of people started inviting me to play at the New York clubs, like and the mm. good clubs, like big famous. And that's DJs. while you still were you know, very early on with your kind of DJing skills. Yes. Nice. And then I, when I, I was like uh, invited to play to a really nice club at the time, like Pink Elephant, I said, uh, I need to, I need to accept it when I'm really ready because I'm going to play like uh, as a professional DJ. So I said, oh, okay, like in one month I can do that. I'm going to Brazil and come back to New York. So I have this date available like in maybe from one, one month from, from now. And then I, I didn't go to Brazil. I just, I went like to study and to learn how to play. So I went to some classes. I, I had my friend that teach me a lot. He helped me, he helped me to, to get music because we have like special structure of music we have to to get to play in a nightclub it's the extended versions it's not the same version you listen nowadays on spotify which is really short there is no intro no outro so we have like a super it's like a bigger track like to mix mm -hmm. into the other tracks and everything so when i accepted my first gig i was like uh, ready I wasn't like good. So in one month's time, you got ready. Yes, I got ready. I, I like uh, imagine you riding a bicycle. I was like riding a bicycle. I could like turn left, turn, turn was right, it a turn success? left. It was really good. Like I love it. I, I didn't make any mistake. I said like to, to, to my friends at the time, bro, you don't imagine I was like 100% like like on time. Yes. And uh, I, I made all the mixings like perfectly. So... Uh, but I wasn't like riding a bike. I was there. I was like a little safe. Sometimes in, from the middle to the end of the set, I started putting some effects, like feeling confident and everything. But uh, I wasn't like jumping with the bike and yeah, making yeah, of course you weren't doing the yes. BMX uh, trampolines and That's everything. That's it. Okay, okay. And uh, I started playing from from this time. I started like getting like a lot of invitations and everything. And that's where I started in the music business. Professionally. Yeah. So there was a no brainer for you that, okay, this is it. I'm gonna, I love, I love doing what I'm doing and this is what I'm gonna explore. Yeah, uh, actually I never dreamed of being a DJ or being a model. I never did that. Like uh, my, my, my father passed away when I was six months. So my mother, she has a company in Brazil, uh, a company, like an, an steel industry a company that like deal with steel like uh, mm -hmm. iron i don't know if people are going to understand yeah. yeah but uh she wanted me to work uh, as the industry it's like a nice industry that has like a, a lot of time history so i tried to work there but it wasn't for me i wasn't happy and she and, and she, that was very clear to you yeah very very clear she wanted me to study or engineer or like a business administration 
to uh, to run the, the the family business and i said it's not for me before i make the qualify exam for university i started like working for one year and the company of my family i said it's not for me and then i when i i made the exam i i did for uh marketing and advertisement so it was different what my mother and me was like trying to plan uh, before which were like business business or like engineering so now you've been doing you've been a dj for 15 years now yeah which is incredible does it feel like the thing that you were born to do it's so fun because uh, i love what i do if i could like go back in time i would like do exactly the same like all my achievements and all everything that i've been through all the big festivals that i played i would love to actually when i started like uh, get more interest for, uh, about music like i didn't have any idea of becoming a dj i was just like the guy modeling and like loving music i used to go to rock in rio lollapalooza tomorrowland and everything and now that i played for all these festivals like uh, I say, I never dreamed of playing in these festivals. I was just a fan and like a guy that used to go to these festivals as a, a regular, I don't know, customer, client. And, and to be at the stage is, is really nice. Now you, you ask me if I was like born to do that. Mm. I does don't it, know. Does it feel like music is what you were born to do? Actually, even today, I don't know if I was born or I got prepared to do that. Mm -hmm. And I was like kind of enjoying the ride and then I prepared even more. You know, I used to say, I, I think I am a talented guy, but I think I am more like the guy that like do what has to be done, mm. you know, like get uh, things done. Yeah, yeah. like roll up do, your sleeves up, and go and yes. do it. I need to, to learn that. Okay, I'm going to study. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to take the books. I'm going to watch the tutorials. I'm going to go to a school. I'm going to get a, a, a good... Hey, guys. I have a very exciting announcement to make. I've started working with my very first sponsor. And it's none other than... Drumroll. Momo Kombucha. Our own London-based, locally produced, healthy and delicious kombucha that I've been a fan of since I first tried it. For those of you who know me, you know that I'm obsessed with my health, but at the same time, I'm a devout foodie and nothing will make me renounce tasty food and drink. Unfortunately, most delicious drinks are full of sugar and other additives that are not good for your health. This is why I love Momo so much. It's delicious, so it curbs my cravings for snacks and healthy as it contains loads of probiotics that are great for your gut. If you'd like to try it yourself, use the discount code ISTHISIT15 to get a 15% off of your first order. Teacher, I'm going to pay the course and I'm going to get it done. So I am more this than a talented guy. So you attribute more your success more to your work that you've put into your career rather than, say, raw talent. Yeah, I think. So 100%. That, that's, that's such a recurring pattern. Uh, anytime, you know, I read some books and listen to some very interesting interviews, this always seems to be the case that it's, you know, 90% hard work and then 10% talent. Okay. So you're definitely on some. Yeah, I see uh, in Brazil and all over the world, but a lot in Brazil, that's where I'm from. I have a lot of friends. Some friends, they're really, really talented. They, they are like a you know, like maybe a hundred times more talented than me. They don't, they, they are not successful guys. And sometimes I stop and I think, why? Because they don't work. You know, like talent 
is I, I don't I don't know talent is one thing work hard work is another thing like work is another thing and hard work mm. is even like uh, is even stronger for build a career so mm. I think I am this kind of hard work guy I work like all the time all the time I never rest never rest yes mm, is that good though yes uh, I think it's good for to achieve uh, like good results but uh, I don't think it's good for for me like to turn off my brain and to like enjoy life As can you do that little time like very little situations on my life i can mm -hmm. like uh, as i fly a lot and i like we are jet lag music so i try to now i'm when i fly i try not to get like internet uh on board and everything i try like to turn off my brain and like read and sleep and like uh try to produce some music i try to get like uh offline Because we are online all the time, like even flighting. When I started my career, like when I was flighting, used to be like the time that I could like enjoy myself, like uh, sometimes even meditate. Mm. But nowadays, like you get online, like every everywhere, even flighting. So, but I have this really big difficulty to turn off and like enjoy life. I could say a lot of things about <laughs> different kind of mindfulness practices that you should incorporate, but we can uh, we can talk about that later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I was going to ask you, what do you think is the thing that helped you succeed in your career most? Was it this hard work ethic, or was it something else? I think it's like uh, hard work and add to strategy, you know, like uh, the first big music that we made was like a collab I, uh, we made with uh, Chucky, the DJ from I, I Me Miami Beach, like that, that music, mm -hmm. which is a good strategy when you're not uh, well known, you collab with somebody that is like really famous. Then uh, I... I lived a lot in the US. When I returned to Brazil, I made uh, one of the first electronic music with Portuguese vocals. So like uh, seven years ago, we made like our big success. It was the number one track in Brazil, like overall, like competing to Rihanna and Anita and like Brazilian popular music. Like it was the, the number one overall music, the most played in Brazil for six months mm -hmm. in a row. So it was really big. But it was a strategy. It was a good music, but it was the first time people looked at uh, electronic an electronic music with Portuguese vocals and not like Calvin Harris or David Guetta or mm. this kind of stuff. Because so it, you brought some innovation. Yes, and it was like a strategy, a strategy to like to break into the Brazilian market and to make electronic music big there. Mm. So uh, we we are. Uh, one of the first DJs that become famous inside Brazil, Brazilians that became famous inside Brazil, together with like now we have like so many other guys there, but uh, we were one of the first, like maybe two or three guys make this movement, and uh, I think it was hard work uh, add to like a really good strategy because if I I didn't do the Portuguese vocals, I I think it would be really harder to get like like famous well-known so what was the thought process behind that so when you say strategy what what exactly did you think of do you say i need to do something that has never been done or how did you develop a strategy that would then put you at the top as i was playing all over the world like i was living in new york so i used to play in europe and at the festivals and everything before we released this big track i i played uh, at tomorrowland in belgium which which is the biggest festival uh, one of the biggest uh, electronic music festival in the world 
we we did because we made a, a music with with Chucky and this music got big and uh, uh, a lot of people in the electronic music scene worldwide uh, started to pay attention on us but i think i started like traveling a lot i used to see like uh, there are some like spanish uh, vocals on electronic music some like turkish vocals on electronic music like mainly english vocals on electronic music there is there is nothing like with portuguese vocals vocals like big in brazil so why not do that so mm. i i thought it would be like a good strategy so i came back to brazil we like searched a lot like the right vocals the like the, the right like a uh, partner to collab to sing with us and everything and it became huge like nowadays we have even like uh, anita singing one of our songs in portuguese which is the biggest basically artist in in brazil yeah maybe in latin america now she mm. got like so big and she's a really well talented she's a good friend but uh, she's uh when we got to this like we made like an statement these guys are specialists in doing like uh, electronic music with portuguese vocals so it's so is there such a thing as a roadmap to making it as a dj yes you mean like a formula yeah of the success yeah or something similar of success yeah i don't know like uh, if i i would be like the mentor of somebody i would uh, say like that music is is like the the way like the real way like a lot of people pay a lot of people like uh, had they have good uh, managers there are some ways but i think if you don't have good music you like a, a music that is big like a hit or not a big hit but a lot of good music like telling a story about yourself as an artist showing your legacy even if it's a new legacy and like when you're starting your career i think like music is the most important thing about uh, a musician being well succeed i think there are a lot of factors like a lot like uh, image like uh, style like uh, being true you can have your audience like liking how you present yourself how you put your opinions what you believe like uh, how so building a personal brand yeah building a personal brand and even like uh, pointing like what you believe about the world about like uh, delicate uh, issues of the world uh, a lot of teams there are some artists that uh, prefer not to talk about this like difficult uh, points Topics, yeah. because they have strong opinions and they put themselves all the time for for their people for their their audience to know what they think i think this can be a factor so imagine like in brazil we have some strong woman like like empowering this flag like uh, i am like a, a woman and i'm gonna do like this i think a lot of people a lot of another woman's look at that and said oh she's like creating a movement she's like defending something that is important for me so i'm going to support her mm. and then it started like knowing more and everything so i think there is not one only formula but a lot of like mixed points because if we knew a formula we, we would all be doing yeah, that <laughs> we would be selling it you know like the formula of course i'm gonna sell you you're gonna be well succeed so i'm gonna ask you a lot of money for this product but mm. uh, i think mainly is music like if i could point like one just one is like good music and music that shows your essence like uh it's not uh, let me so just not copying make... other people but bringing something from yourself yeah and actually uh, you can even like 
not copy, but inspire yourself. I do this a lot. Like I inspire myself mainly like a lot of people that I used to, to listen when I was a child, like Man at Work, Jamiro Kwai and all these guys. Of course, I don't copy them, but uh, I inspire a lot. This is who I am. They helped me to build my musician like uh, history inside mm -hmm. myself. So I think it's, but I would point music like as a main. What is the most challenging part of your job? The most challenging is that always looking for the next success. So when you release a track, it is already ready and you release the, this track. So you put everything, you put your energy, you put your trust, you put your talent, you put everything on this track. When you release it, you have like to promote it. Of course, you have to play it. You have to make this, this work uh, reach the most people you can but you started thinking about the next one mm -hmm. so like this extremely fast content developing about like content of developers and in general it's one of the things that is like super hard because you have all the time to think about the next the, the next and the next and the next so sometimes we we don't even enjoy what you are like mm -hmm. a, you just release this track it's super nice, but in less than one month, you have another track to release and another job like to do. So uh, the big secret is not to let it become like a random thing that you don't even like enjoy doing that anymore, you know? So almost letting yourself celebrate your wins and then looking forward. So allowing yourself a little bit of time to actually acknowledge what you've done and enjoy the product of your creation and then kind of move on to the next thing. Yes, yes. Thank God we are like in, in the moment of our career that like we don't need a hit like urgently to keep like working and make a lot of concerts all over the world. So we can like cool down and say, let's enjoy this. Like I'm not gonna like release like crazy stuff all the time just like to deliver what the label wants. Like I want 10, 12, 15 tracks a year, let's sign a contract, I need this money. So I don't judge who needs to do that. And we did like in the past, but nowadays, like we are really like uh, trying to cool down this kind of like of reality that is taking, like is, is, is putting a lot of artists like in this mm. like uh, endless frenzy. <laughs> yeah. And that's like, I, I think it's not a good thing. So we are like releasing when we think that the, the things are ready. We have like another kind of contract with the label. So we can like this year, we can release 10 tracks. The other year we can release 20 if we have. And the other year we can release like eight or six. So you have some freedom of choice. Yes, yes. In fact, I think it's very almost clashing and counterintuitive to have to force creatives to be very rigid and keep churning out. Yes. You know, how, how can you really do that? If you're supposed to be creating something that's coming from your heart and something that's unique and special, you can't keep producing it as if it was a conveyor belt yes. in a factory. Yes. So that's quite interesting to me. Yes, like to be creative is not something that you like push a button in your yeah. brain and said, now, now I'm going to be creative and I'm going to deliver like a super creative music or like, <laughs> it's not like that. You have yeah. like to be inspired. Yeah. Uh, you have like to be in some moments of your life that you're going to take advantage of that particular moment. And even sadness, a lot of people make beautiful tracks like you know Adele of she made she she make like she made like her best like works after heartbreaks and everything so people are different artists which is actually different. such a beautiful thing because you turn something that is 
so sad and so painful, but you turn and you transmute that pain into something beautiful that mm. then, you know, touches millions and millions of yes. people's hearts. I think that's the beauty of what musicians can do. I often think about different industries and different fields, and I think about what we as a general public don't know and don't see. So is there a dark side to the DJing world and profession? What, what do we not know? What do we not see? <laughs> you know, like as any other professions, like there are like some people that don't play by the, the moral rules that we expect of any other human being. But I think this is like in any other area, not just DJs. I think like a lot of DJs, they have like not, not everybody, but a lot, they have like problems with drugs and, and alcohol and everything because that's like uh, the, the most, most of the the ambient that you are like clubs and nightlife and everything so if you are not strong to say no to this kind of things you can be be caught by this i think this is one of the i i you know you see avici uh, yeah. he died he was like one of the biggest talent that we have actually i don't really know if it was a drug problem uh, about him, but uh, he was like for sure hurt inside. He had like some, I don't know, some emotional problems. So I think like touring life, when you travel a lot to get away uh, from your family and everything, that's what, what hurts me the most. And I'm an athlete, so uh, I thank God I don't have this alcohol and drug problem, never had, but I miss a lot my, you know, my routine, like I'm a jiu-jitsu fighter, I, I am like a black belt, I practiced since I was like a little kid, I was a competitor, so I miss that, like to go to the gym to fight with my friends, with the mm -hmm. guys that uh, got all the, the belts, since the white belt to the black belt with me, so I miss like my family, my house, like my, my bathroom, <laughs> my routine, but uh, I travel with a lot of people like my staff guys they are their family to me so it makes a little bit easier mm -hmm. not easier but less difficult maybe yes. and uh, I think that's it but I see I have a lot of soccer players that uh, for example that live here in London I know like uh, uh, like behind the scenes conversation that some of them have uh, problems like this with alcohol, maybe with drugs and like some of them missing home. So I don't think it's like a particular problem for DJs. This, mm. all, all these problems that I, that I pointed, you could apply for mm. any other profession. But, but I think like nightlife and things that comes with it. It, it brings with it, yeah. yeah. Well, this was another thing I was going to ask you, which is how much do you tour? How many weekends a year do you, are you actually away? Weekends, I think every single weekend of the year. Yes. What? Yeah, Brazil is a continental country, so we tour a lot inside Brazil. So we make like maybe 15 shows a month uh, in average, uh, most mostly of them inside Brazil. But uh, we make like months, like to, this month we're making like nine shows, mm -hmm. but uh, we, we're making like nine, not 15, because we are touring Europe. Yeah. So we can do like in Brazil, maybe in a Saturday, we make like three shows in the same day, in the same Saturday in three different states. Oh. And you know, Brazil, you can fly it from six hours and you're still inside Brazil. So it's a continental, <laughs> huge country. 
So in my country in Latvia, you will go across the whole country in a car in four hours. Yeah. <laughs> in wow. Brazil, it's like super, maybe six hours and a half. If you're going from state uh, like uh, extreme south to extreme north, you can leave more than six hour flighting. So we tour like every single weekend, but most of the weekends I can like make a show and sleep in my own bed because mm. I can like... Uh, uh, we can like flight private and we can like uh, finish the show, get inside the plane and go back to Sao Paulo where I live. And I, of course, I, I come home like 6 a.m., 7 a.m., but I can sleep in my own bed. That's like, for me, that's the, the biggest. Yeah, that's paradise. It's not, it's not like every show I can do that. Like a lot of, there are lots of other shows that I can, I need to sleep in the, in the city and wake up and go back because we have like pilots window of uh, rest mm -hmm. so they need some minimum uh, resting time so if how do you manage your your fitness routine you you're a black belt in jiu-jitsu so yes. you do you still practice yes like just for fun now like as a hobby but i still do like three times a week i go but you always work out you're a like, yeah, very weight, much fitness enthusiast yeah weight training i always like it's like four or five times a week when i can how how do you manage that how do you manage this intense schedule and your workouts and what is your relationship with sleep yes like uh what happens is in brazil when i'm like uh, my routine includes 15 shows a week uh, a, a month uh, two three shows a week in brazil but mostly of these shows are like thursday friday and saturday so i have like a regular life from sunday to thursday so these days i can go to the gym as a, a regular people like as everybody can like that doesn't like tour a lot can go in a lot of cities that we go we have like good hotels with gyms or like nearby gyms we my staff look for so me so you make it everything. a priority no matter what that you actually squeeze in those workouts sometimes if i have two three shows in the same day i can't work out mm. because there's no available time so i i don't i try to run like maybe 40 45 minutes but uh, if i don't work out saturday and sunday because sunday i am destroyed i'm just like trying to sleep and rest the whole weekend that i i work it a lot but uh, from monday to thursday i can work out like uh like four or five times and what week. about your sleep given that your uh yeah. your band name is called uh, jet, lag. jet lag how you know, how how's that it's like it's, it's super interesting that I, I sleep really good like i sleep like seven to eight hours a, a day and i don't take pills to sleep and everything because i i don't drink that much alcohol i drink like one two glasses of wine like when i have like a special occasion like dinner with friends and everything but i i don't drink vodka whiskey champagne beer nothing so i have like a, a healthy lifestyle so i i can sleep the thing is uh during weekends because of our logistics <laughs> sometimes i can't sometimes i have like four hours to sleep five hours to sleep three hours so i try to sleep in the planes and everything but like uh, from like sunday to thursday i sleep like uh, average of seven eight hours that is very good. I would not have expected this yeah. answer, by the way. Yeah. Especially given given your uh, your name. Yeah. It's been ten years now with jet lag, right? Yeah, jet lag just uh, made ten year anniversary and last April. So one thing I always wonder about as well, in a profession where you you're required to travel so much, what happens to relationships? Also, congratulations! You're currently about to have a baby with your long term partner. Yes. Congrats! And you guys have been together for how long? 
we are together for eight years. Eight years. Yes. That is amazing. That's good. So how in such a dynamic profession, you're traveling so much, how do you manage to maintain a great relationship? Yeah. I think like we, we have to be honest with each other, like uh, we have to trust each other because imagine I'm touring all over the world sometime. A lot of, time, a lot of times she she's together, she can like uh, go with me, which is super nice. So can we enjoy and new places together? But when she's not, we have to be honest. She has to trust me. I have to trust her. Otherwise, there is no relationship. The thing is, I support her career a lot. Like I'm a big fan, I, everything I can do to help her. And she does the same, like uh, whatever she can do to help me, to support me, to make me get bigger, stronger in my profession. She does, she always did. And I think like we are going to be parents now in one month. But uh, before that, we were just both of us. So like I imagine a life that you lock the door of her apartment and go away from one month in Europe, like touring. She could go with me. Mm. And she did it like for a, a, a lot of time. So, of course, love, admiration and respect. There are some like uh, a- aspects that are super important. But trust, I think, is, is one of the most important. That what did our relationship come to to like this long and like the plans that we do of growing a family and everything. I can Im- only imagine that such a support is is paramount to actually being able to achieve high levels of success in in your profession in any profession like the presence of a loving and supporting partner makes a difference yes yes i think like you have a motivation of going back you know like mm. uh, i'm doing this thing and everything i'm traveling i'm touring but then there's somebody sure. at home that is waiting yeah or not somebody at home maybe sometimes she can be with me mm. but we both want to be home mm. back home like we have our home we have like a place we built, we put a lot of like energy, love, like inspiration, our plans, our future, that's home. And even if I'm alone, I want to go back home because she's there. If she's with me, we both want to be back home because it's what we built together. Yeah, that has no comparison Yes. to something like that. Tiago, do you feel like you know what your purpose is in life you know i'm not that kind of guy that think about it like i'm prepared like to to give like a super like maybe boring uh, and expected like uh, answer that is i want to i try to be an, uh, a better human being and this and that and everything i i don't have like a deep answer to this question but what i think is i've been like becoming older and more mature i started liking myself more you know so when i look back some attitudes that i had like with myself with my family with like work sometimes i said oh i shouldn't uh, have done that i'm not proud of having doing that specifically thing and everything i don't have any big regrets even these things that i'm not proud i understand that was uh, what made me grew as a, a human being a professional as a man and everything but uh I, I'm not that kind of like deep person that like f- try to figure out what's the meaning of humanity and everything. <laughs> I try to enjoy, you know, I try yeah. to enjoy, I try to be nice, I try to, to make friends, to be nice to my friends. And I think like my vision, yeah, one of my big visions or one of big thinkings that, oh, things that I most believe is that I try to be really, really nice with people, to really respect people. 
it doesn't matter like color, religion, beliefs, and that I don't care. I try to respect. I think everybody needs to be respected. You have to respect. You don't have to agree. You don't have to nothing more. But you have to respect. And I respect everybody. And I need and I really want to be respected. If people don't respect me, I, I try like to leave. I try not to to be like a rude person back like to to answer back with like rudeness or any kind of thing if i have to there's no other like option i will not respect back it's not not respect just return mm -hmm. like to as a payback but i'm gonna like put myself and say you're not respecting me so of course i'm not gonna respect you and it's not gonna work but i think I try to be a nice human being and try to enjoy the ride and I try to respect everybody. That's, mm. I think, uh, is a nice... <laughs> you've, um, you've pretty much uh, summed up the, the next question, which was going to be, can you share three very important life lessons that you've picked up over the years? Yes. I think, I think that's it. Like, uh, to, to enjoy life like the most because we, we never know tomorrow. And it's like really, really, really true because I lost some some people like in the journey, like some friends. Of course, I'm young. So I didn't lost a lot of people in my life yet, which is like, uh, which is good because I'm young. But I have to learn because every every single, single one of us are going to lose or we're going to go first and someone is going to lose us. And if you think you're going to, you when you go first, you're, you lose <laughs> you you lose too because you you lose not being here with the people you love and like this kind of of thinking sometimes uh, is a little bit like obvious like what do you think oh enjoy life like everybody a lot of people answer that but uh, since before pandemic I never like stopped and think about this like with myself like being honest and just like meditating and thinking with myself and like turning my brain off and like trying to answer questions just for me like being myself to me and like don't care about any other any other person opinion because i like i was tr trying to talk to myself i thought about this like enjoy life imagine like we had two years of our lives like that was that were stolen mm. because of this virus that's the right word stolen i always yeah. say that as well it feels that way yeah and uh imagine like when i am like 80 90 70 i don't know how many time i'm gonna live but and i think do you want two more years that you lost when you were like young and in like the most in the best time moment of your career that's why i say let's try to enjoy really enjoy like uh, i see people that are like really bored or really like uh, <clears throat> hurt inside you see people walking on the street and every like single thing that happens people start yelling and being pissed off at other people i try not to do that i try to enjoy i try to be nice i try to smile i try to make friends so that's one tip the other tip is you can only demand respect if you respect people. You can't give before taking. Yeah, you can't like uh, demand like any people like to do something to you if you don't do it first as an example and as expected. So respect people, I think, is like uh, one of the, the main points because if people learn since like little how to respect other people, I think we would live in another world. That's like and imagine like conflicts in the like Palestine and the, if people like knew how to respect other religions, other life histories, other beliefs, 
I, I think would be like a, a better word. The other thing is try to make really good relations, connections with people you love, because as we, we don't know, like how many time we're going to be here. If you like create these connections, I think that the amount of time that you have to live, I don't know. I don't know. Some people believe in God. Other people don't believe. I don't know which energy, which like are, are the beliefs of everybody, but even destiny, but you, you have your, your time in life. I don't know, but you're going to know when the time comes, but there are some people that live like for years and years and they don't enjoy and there are some people that live so like little but they enjoy it so much that mm. this little uh, feels like more than like big amount of time so if you learn how to hack life in this like uh this kind of like thinking and like with this mindset <laughs> yes exactly this is what i was going to say it sounds like you have this very positive mindset and this very positive outlook in life and you've drawn together a couple of things so enjoy life aka be present be nice to others so lead by example and give before you take so give respect those are all things that are are so important and they're so simple but you know they're really not that obvious yeah. for a lot of people so when you said i don't want to sound cliche and i don't want to you know say what everyone else says we just need reminding these things you know so it's it's very very true what you're saying was there a time in your life that it was so challenging that you thought about quitting i never thought about quitting but a lot of times i thought it was like why am i i passing this situation why why is uh, this happening to me why is this happening like uh because i try like to to give my best i try to be nice with a lot of people i try to be honest i try to keep my word and sometimes people don't give a shit so you know like that's a funny thing because when these difficult situations appear in my life i double like my bet you know i say oh yes you're you're trying me okay you're like completely fucked up because i'm gonna do my best i'm gonna i'm gonna die but i'm gonna deliver so mm, so that that uh, that serves as a fuel for you yeah that mm. drive me crazy and i i it's like in jujitsu you know sometimes i do everything right i make a position it's super nice and something goes south and you are in a situation that you say i'm gonna so lose actually you you started very early on with brazilian jiu-jitsu so maybe yes. could it be that this discipline of this sport that you started very very early on has been a very strong contributor to your mindset yes for sure because in jiu-jitsu you learn like hierarchy hierarchy yes hierarchy yes. yeah and uh respect like really respect mm -hmm. and uh jujitsu is it's a funny thing because it's an individual sport so once you are like uh, start, the fight start it's you by yourself you can't like say oh help me here no it's like tennis like you're playing there if you win it's your like your medal if you lose it's on you that's yeah. it but of course the funny thing that i told is i need other human beings and other like jiu-jitsu fighters to train with me i need like uh, human material to train with so without me. them there wouldn't be no sport okay so when when i am like uh, fighting that's that's on me but if i win 
that's me and the whole crew mm -hmm. with me because they train it with me. So it's really funny because the, it's not a war. Your opponent that, is your ally. Yeah, my opponent like is my ally, but my other opponent that belongs to another team, he's gonna be like, I'm gonna fa fight against him. I'm gonna do my best to win. I'm gonna respect him, whatever it happens. But if I lose, it's it's on me. And uh, if I win, I didn't win alone because like the, the my whole crew, my whole team, they they train it with me. I it's not like tennis that you can like uh, uh, shoot the ball like to mm -hmm. a wall and get it back. Of course, you're never be, you're you need never, the other person to get good. Yes, that's it. You're of course you're never gonna be like the world champion of tennis if you don't like have another guy there like to to train with you. But even though like you say, hey, I am like a one month alone in the middle of nowhere. I can like practice it by myself. I'm not gonna be that good, but you can still do jujitsu. You can't. You can do like weighted training, you can do like some exercises, but if you don't have any, another guy to to put like a, a kimono and like go there with you and fight with you, train with you, practice with you, you can't even start practicing, you know? So that's why it's so funny because it's like an individual thing, but and, and you have to take responsibility f by yourself and that's it, but it's a family thing. So it's mm. super nice. And how did you, how did you start it? When did you start it? Very early. Yeah, Jiu-Jitsu, I started like since I was really child, like a one year old, like I started going to the gym with my mother and she put me there like while she she could like work out and I couldn't be in the weight training room because it's dangerous, like something falls into a baby. <laughs> it's like hurt a lot. And there are like some options at the gym, like you can stay in the kids area, you can go to the to the swimming pool but depending on time you can't because it has to be like a, a class going on like teacher because when you're old at the pool can die like a uh, joy and there was like the the fighting and the fighting was super nice because it was like kids for three four five year old like doing judo and other like uh fighting like uh, exercises so i i saw a lot of kids there I just wanted to be there. I didn't want to be in the other places. So I started like uh, really early there and started like... Uh, you took your how first steps there. First on steps the were there. Yeah, I, <laughs> I start. I learned how to walk in the, on the mat. So, so it's a nice history. And how long did it take you to obtain the black belt? It took really long because in Brazil, I don't know how is it the rule nowadays, but before 18 year old, you couldn't mm. get the black belt. So I, which gave you a lot of time to practice then yes. actually. Okay. So they we have like a like a white belt, blue, purple, brown and black. But uh, before for kids they they put like uh, the the gray, the yellow, orange and green before this odd. So if you start practicing jujitsu ju and you are an, uh, already an adult, you go straight from white to blue. And uh, if you are not an adult, you have the colorful mm. uh, belts before, between white and blue. Yeah. So I got all the... You, the, you have all the colors. All the colors, <laughs> yeah. But I took it took for me like maybe 20 years because mm. uh, my, my team is, still is really tough, so they don't give black belts. So they prefer you to be like a tough brown belt and like struggle all the other brown belts and even black belts of other academies in the championships. And then when you're really, really like a, you, they, he, he can't hold you anymore, he gives, they give you the, mm. the black belt. So 
I I think I had like two years like uh, my brown belt deserving to be a black belt, but they said no, hold on a little bit more. You need to be more mature and everything. But uh, it, it built me like good. It teach me a lot. Like well, this is what I'm hearing, and that basically these personality traits that make you you and that helped you so much in your musical career they were largely kind of received from from this learning of jujitsu yes and from mastering this sport which then again brings me to thinking about how extremely important physical activity and and doing sports is for you so yeah we can we can never underestimate that there's so many people that you know in their careers they just they get lost in the pursuit of the next uh, promotion of the bonus and health suffers but ultimately it's it's not only the thing that physiologically makes you perform well on a daily basis gives you the happy hormone and makes you a better human being it is something that you know if started very early on it can also teach you these qualities of you know of respect of resilience of determination of hard work of never giving up so yeah that's that's really interesting to observe how those things yeah. matched with you yeah you you like study like this it's kind of uh like the brain of people like uh, like how people behave and how people think and how to relate like yeah. everything so it's gonna be like a nice it's it's very yeah it's very interesting to see where where were those similarities and what moment actually clicked for you and what made you you yeah. and allow you to do what you did yeah i think I, i'm gonna i'm giving you a lot of nice elements to build like some other like analysis for you so <laughs> yeah. and then you let me know because <laughs> maybe maybe i need to take up brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah, <laughs> sounds yeah. like an amazing discipline so what's next for you tiago what's next i feel i achieved a lot in my professional life i i want to achieve even more uh, i want to like uh, really give like big big jumps in my career but uh my daughter is like is coming up in one month so i think next is gonna be one of the biggest dreams dreams of my life that's is uh, is realizing to be a father and i next i i really don't know i think i'm gonna keep working because like i'm a workaholic but i think i'm gonna keep working and try to work like the less i can but not uh, as like a laziness or anything but i think i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna enjoy being father uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna enjoy to live what i didn't because i lost my father really early mm. and uh, i think next is gonna be like the best time of my life that is so exciting that is so exciting congratulations once more thank you I'm very excited to see how this journey evolves for you. As an ending tradition, I like to ask my guests, what is your recipe for happiness? It's really uh, like a, it's, it's a tough question to, to answer because I really don't know what's the recipe and I don't know what to answer. I know my, my history. Yeah. yeah. And my history is that uh, every single thing that I did bring me here. And I think I'm a happy person. I already thought about this like more than one time and mm. When I look to my life, I say, hey, I'm like, a, I have a lot of like things to, to be proud of. And that makes me really happy, like to be father. It's going to make me really happy what I achieved in my career, that I have my family close to me. These things like makes me really happy. And uh, 
there are some things like, uh, oh, I'm rebuilding my relation with my mother and now I'm, I have like the most, the, the best moment with her that I never had. And if I, if I tell people, try to understand like relations in your life to be happy and to make people that you love or people that you have to live close or together happy. But uh, I don't know if it's something that is gonna work for everybody you know like uh, my recipe was one and maybe it's not the same for my my brother that for sure it's not grew up, it's grew different up for everyone yeah. yeah but uh i think like uh, when i realized that i that i had to be by myself not for anyone else like a lighter guy like live softly you know like live mm -hmm. it's like just let things go what what you can let go just let go what you can't try to deal with it in like not in a tough like a uh, way to 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 deal with situations and what you have to be like really tough and nervous and everything try to, to do your thing do what you have to do and get rid of that you know get rid of the energy like bad energy is like i think is the the worst thing in life so of course sometimes you have to be tough like to resolve a situation so be tough It's not like a, you're gonna be like a person that accepts everything, but uh, as soon as you can like get rid of that energy, mm -hmm. I think it's like one of my recipes or so not for me. holding on to things and not harboring bad emotions, bad intents, bad memories. Yeah, it's like taking poison. Yes, I I don't like this guy. I'm gonna take poison to make him get hurt it doesn't mm -hmm. make sense yeah. so sometimes you have like a situation that you have to fight for that you have to like to to be rude to be tough to this a difficult situation like work situation personal situation once you finish that that thing like just let it go don't don't get it like inside of you like trying Ooh. to drain your energy and everything that's i think the most important thing that when i started to do that my life changed How did how did you manage to make that shift? Because uh, did you have this problem before where you were, you know, dwelling on things and you kept thinking, like overthinking about something that happened? I think like uh, maybe 10 to 15 years ago, I was like, I wasn't a lot like this, but there there was like some specifically situations and not, not much, like feel of them that I tried like to putting like in a box and mm. keeping it there. I wasn't like every day like this, but I was that, one day I'm gonna take this person and I'm gonna make him <laughs> understand mm -hmm. it's not like a revenge mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna do bad like just to repay no but so is it an inability to forgive was it or something else yes it's not like to forgive but to forget I, I didn't let go mm -hmm. I, I, I like there are some like family like uh, people that sometimes they make something that you you didn't like you talk to the person and kind of Sometimes people understand and they say, oh, I'm sorry. Sometimes they don't understand. It doesn't matter what you do. They don't understand. You say, okay, I'm not going to be fighting here forever. Okay, I'm going to have to live with you. You're a part of my family. Okay. But uh, I used to like years and years before, like to put there and not, uh, I don't forgive you. No, I start like, I used to meet this person like a lot, like in family, like events and everything. I used to smile together and everything, but like, you know, like deep inside, I, I, I had like something mm -hmm. there telling one day I'm going to make you understand. I'm going to like get this and put in your face. Mm. Hey, you, did you see that's here? <laughs> yeah. And you say, it's like taking poison. Like I am taking yeah. the poison and waiting to work 
on the other person it doesn't make sense so just let it go if you don't like uh, teach him he's gonna like he's gonna the life like, is going to yeah, teach him the life is going to teach he's gonna learn like, this is another such an important point and i think so much of our stress and anxiety day to day comes from trying to control the uncontrollable and if we think about it really most of the things in life we can't control so we can control the what's happening outside we can't control the weather we can't control other people you know maybe, maybe if you have kids there you have some control over your kids but not even that much to yeah. be honest yeah. these days especially with yeah. the internet and the school and you know the friends that they have but it's exactly what you did and what you went through that realization that you're much better off just just letting just letting go of things and focusing on the things that you can control which are always your mindset and how you perceive things how you deal with things internally yeah that's a revolutionary moment for yes. sure thank you so much Tiago thank you very much for having me thank you for sharing your story thank you for sharing your lessons it was a pleasure yes thank you very much I learned a lot like with you with this conversation even I am sharing more but uh, your like uh, perception of things mm. make me thinking a lot well, that's the beauty of conversations. This is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm having these conversations is because I can learn so, so much from you and my audience can learn something from you. Each one of us has gone through this unique set of experiences that has taught us something that if we were more about sharing with other people about those pivotal moments, about those like you had this breakthrough it really changed your life it changed your perception changed how you feel generally you're a happier person and you yes. function better in your life because of that moment so if we're able to share moments like this with more people then more people are going to be happy yes which is what we it. all want right <laughs> thank you very much thank you tiago hello friends if you enjoyed this episode please make sure to subscribe and share it with someone i would love to hear your feedback and suggestions as to what guests you'd like to see in the show next See you next week.